0: Hey there, welcome to LSAT Demon Daily. I'm Eric Johansson. That is Matt Dumont. We're both teachers and tutors with the LSAT Demon. We got an email from Matt. Matt Not asks, me. <laughs> No, different Matt. No, no relation. No relation. Matt, Matt asks uh, a good question. Should I be answering every question on a practice test or just trying to fully understand and answer correctly every question that I get to? Is it better to stop at the 30-minute or one minute left point to just get an answer on the questions I didn't get to? Or do you recommend not doing that uh, so the PT score is a worst case? Not entirely sure what Matt means by that last point. I guess just the worst case of this is what I would score if I didn't get to the rest of the questions. But yeah, Matt, maybe you can break that down and discuss how to approach a time section generally and then what your... Sure. routine should be when the clock starts to count down.
1: Yeah, so I think I'm going to answer the last thing first because I think it's the easiest one. You must bubble in an answer for every question that you do not get to. We'll talk about how deep you should get into the section in just a moment and like what that looks like and what that means. But if you don't do that, you're going to fuck up on test day and then you're not going to get because you pra- you play how you practice. Let's just say that. You play how you practice. And so you must, whether you do it at the five minute or the one minute mark, sure. I mean, the five minute mark is gonna pop up on a little pop-up that's annoying anyway. So you might as well just do it then um, and then go back to working on the one question you were working on. But you should bubble in an answer for every single question because there's no penalty for getting something wrong and you're likely to get one in five statistically. You're gonna get one in five correct. And so if you leave six answers blank, you are leaving value on the table, and that value could be dramatically different. Um, uh, and, and so you you might get lucky. Maybe you get two or three correct out of six. Uh, you might also get unlucky and get zero, but like the likelihood is you're going to get one or two of those right, and if you don't do that across three sections, you might be looking at five, six, seven points worth. And that could be a huge difference. That could be like one fifty seven to one sixty three land difference yeah, get, in your score.
0: Getting in versus getting a scholarship difference, right?
1: Yeah, like you don't get in with one of those, you get a full ride with the other yeah. potentially. Yeah, like like bubble in every answer. Yeah. What about no, that's, um, that's uh, a key?
0: That's a key point. Um, if you don't know now, you know. There's no no negative points on for guessing on the LSAT. Uh, so no only, negative points. Yeah, it's only upside to bubbling in guesses on the ones you don't get to.
1: So what about how 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 should they approach this section, Eric? How do you like what do you think is like, should they answer every question? Should they focus in and only answers the like get the ones that they get to? What do you think?
0: Yeah, you should not uh, you should not try to finish the section. You should. So there's a difference between saying that you're at least going to bubble in an answer choice for every section versus trying to answer every question thoughtfully and I, I think a, a you mentioned the five-minute mark as a sensible uh, time to just, hey, if you're through 17 questions and the five-minute mark pops up, then use that opportunity to just bumble in guesses for the rest of the ones that you didn't get to. Then go back to question 17 or question 18, wherever you left off, and just keep going from there. But you should not be trying to answer every question only the ones that you know that you can get right. and Why? What do you mean by that? You're going to take as long on a question as it takes for you to understand it and to answer with confidence because you have solved the question, you've figured it out, and you can vouch for the correct answer. And doing it that way is going to take longer. It's going to disregard the clock, but it is the path forward to unlocking not only... Higher scores because of your accuracy, um, but doing it that way over time, you will build up speed naturally um, as a result of your focus on accuracy and on just taking it one question at a time.
1: So, so you're saying we should actually understand these questions so that we can uh, answer them correctly. Yes. Yeah. Right. Like. Yes. <laughs> t- totally. I, and I and like. I just want to double down on everything that Eric just said. Um. This is a again, a question that we get a lot in class. We get uh, I'm sure that you get this question emailed to the pods frequently. We also get asked this um, on the in like demon live. We both teach for demon live and we get like I get this question all the time. How like how do I get to the end of the section with enough time? And I'm like, why are you trying to do that? Do you recognize that the questions get more difficult? as you go along, because the last five questions as a group are going to be significantly harder than the first five. Right. Mm -hmm. It gets ramping difficulty as you go. That doesn't mean there won't be an easy one at question 22. But generally speaking, like 20 through 25 are going to be harder than one through five. And so you're rushing through the easy ones and potentially missing them because you're misreading stuff. You're not fully understanding what the argument's actually saying. You're not taking time to predict What the problem is and therefore what the answer is related to you're maybe misunderstanding the question because you're like, man, I got to keep going. I got to get to question 24. And so you're missing question two and question six and question 11 along the way. Mm. The problem isn't that you didn't have enough time. It's that you didn't take the time to get those early questions correct. Low hanging fruit. If you get one through 17 or so correct on all three sections, you're going to be in the one sixties. Yeah, that's great. Like, that's great. That's a like shoot for hire. Sure. But like if you're right now in, say, the one forties or one fifties and you're looking up at I want to be in the one sixties and you're finishing everything, that's your problem. Your problem is, is that you don't actually understand the things that you're missing in the moment. Therefore, you're missing them. Some questions take three minutes. Some questions take five minutes. Other questions take 30 seconds. And if you give yourself the time, no matter what it is that requires, at least you're getting paid for your work. If you spend two minutes on a question and you're like, oh shit, I got to get going. I got to move on to the next question. I'm spending too much time. And then you're like, well, toss up. I'm going to just pick A and then you miss it. You've now flushed two minutes down the toilet. That's the biggest waste of time that you could possibly do. Mm And so I just really wanna encourage people, take the time with each question because if you get 10 in a row correct in 35 minutes, tomorrow you can get to 11.
0: Yeah. It's sort of like, you can kind of think of those early questions as like the foundation for your house, right? Like imagine you have 35 minutes to lay all the bricks for a house. Well, are you gonna get concerned about the fact that it's like you only have 35 minutes and then you rush things? Or are you just gonna take, time to like solidly lay the foundation like what would you rather have this is a really terrible metaphor so i'm gonna drop i it love entirely. it
1: keep going with it oh, okay okay
0: as, as, assuming that you have five chances to build the house <laughs> i love
1: this so this, this, is, so so this much. isn't your
0: own so this isn't your only attempt at building the house are you going to freak out about the fact that you only have 35 minutes to do it and rush it so that you end up with a rickety ass house which is going to collapse upon mm-hmm. you because of yep because you forgot some of the bricks in the foundation. Yep. Or would you rather build the walls but maybe not the ceiling? But the walls are totally solid. Yeah. Which one's better? I
1: mean, uh depending on what you're looking for in life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, your the point is totally valid. Like you you can't you cannot get to the 170s. If you don't get to the 160s, you can't get to the 160s. If you don't get to the 150s and you're never going to get to the 150s if you are attempting all the questions and missing 15 out of the section. Right. Mm -hmm. You could randomly guess. Just don't even sit down, like just randomly pencil in stuff and you might get around the same score instead. Spend your entire 35 minutes. Relish the time that you get to understand and unlock those particular questions you're actually attempting. If you get 10 in a row correct and bubble in answers for the rest of them, you'll be striding into the low one fifties and you can then build upon that because you laid the foundation to borrow Eric's metaphor. You've laid the foundation for your successful house building. You're not slapdashing it and it's just going to all come crumbling down because there's giant holes because you missed question two you missed question six, you mm-hmm. missed question 11.
0: Thank you for indulging me in that <laughs> tortured <laughs> metaphor. It
1: Made was so good, I better. love it! <laughs> All right. uh,
0: okay, quickly, two questions, somewhat interrelated, getting back to, I think, Matt's interest in, like, how to treat the final minutes of a sure. section. One, I get a lot. I know I only have, like, two minutes left, and th- question 21 which i'm on right now i'm just not getting it okay so should i just like skip over it and go to the next one and try to get the next one instead because this one seems really hard so am i better off just skipping to to use my remaining two minutes on a different question instead um since i'm struggling with this one
1: i mean like i get the impetus and like i get the idea that that might be right in some very particular circumstances but i'm not clairvoyant and so i don't know if that next question is harder or not and i may not know that until i've read the argument and like spent some time with it and then get into the answer choices and so you might have to invest 2 minutes to even figure out that oh shit this is even harder than the one i abandoned my my thought is is that this is a practice test right This is a practice test. No one's grading you. Try to figure out that one question that you're working on. See if you can take a deep breath. See if you can sink into it a little bit more and go, oh, wait a second. Let me take a different angle at this. Let me try something here. And you know what? If the timer goes off on your practice test and you're still working on it, Keep working until you figure it out. If you take 10 minutes, who cares? I think there's more value in working at it rather than abandoning ship. Because if you abandon ship in your practice tests, I think you're probably more likely to do it on the real day. And that could be a really unfortunate circumstance in that real day situation. So I don't see the value of doing it like what is, it's a very risky payoff, mm-hmm. maybe like low odds, risky mm-hmm. payoff. And I think there could be a lot of benefit of you right now sticking it out, actually learning from it, and then not struggling with that thing in the future because you've made the connection. I think there's more value in that, especially in your practice tests.
0: Totally agree. I also will tell students frequently, like you sort of have to have the confidence that if you take that breath like you mentioned and refocus on understanding the passage that you're probably only like 15 20 seconds away from seeing the thing that you didn't before and yeah and, and figuring it out
1: yeah i i 100 agree like yeah i i like i even want to caution the idea of like well you know it's early in the section and and so like i have 15 minutes i could come back to this one Again, I feel like the if you're really, really beating your head against a wall and like it's just not like it's like gibberish words on a page. OK, maybe. But if you do that more than once. I start to question whether that's actually the case and whether you're just giving whether you're just giving up um, uh, like this feels difficult, so I don't want it to feel difficult, so I'm bouncing out. Well, it's never going to feel easy unless you figure it out and you have to stick with it to figure it out. And so even if you have more time, it's not just a two minute thing. I still want to encourage you. You've invested three minutes. Do you want to waste that time completely or do you want to spend 30 more seconds and at least get paid for your work?
0: Yeah, great point. Okay, one more somewhat related before we wrap things up. Uh, I just finished question 20. I know I've only got like 90 seconds left. There's no way I'm going to answer question 21 in 90 seconds. Should I just go back and review some of the questions that I wasn't sure about?
1: Why? Why not? Why? Why can't 90 seconds be sufficient? How do you know? B-
0: because <laughs> because the the questions at the end of the section are so hard, and because maybe well, if, if question 20 if it took me so long to do question 20, I'm not I'm not going to do question 21 in that time, am I?
1: Are we are we doing an L.R. question right now? (laughs) I guess that's what this this feels like a little bit. (laughs) I mean, like, realistically, maybe I agree with that premise. I I don't or I should say maybe I agree with that conclusion. I agree with the premise. You only got 90 seconds. You have this next question. But like, is your conclusion proven that you cannot do it in those 90 seconds? I don't know. Maybe you can. And so there might be value to that. Like. Try it. See if you get there. Um, I, I I think you can do that. What are you going back to review is my second question. The, the like,
0: questions that I flagged because I wasn't sure about them when I answered them the first time.
1: OK, then you shouldn't have moved on from them in the first place. Like like that's that's where I yep. go to with that second thing is like, yeah, what are you going back to review? Now, if you finished the section like I finished logic games it, when I was doing them when I was actually studying and doing all that kind of stuff, I was finishing logic game sections in like 25 minutes or so, knowing that I got every question correct. Sometimes I would then go back and go, you know, that third game was a little weird. Did I actually do the setup right? Like, did I like and I'll look back at that and review? But it's because I've done the section and I know that I did everything. And so I'm like killing time. Maybe if you are not in that place and you're going, Well, I have these seconds to go back and review the ones I flagged. What did you flag? Why did you flag it? Why did you move on from it? Why did you give yourself the excuse to move on from it by flagging? I think all of those are questions you should be asking yourself in the moment. And therefore, you shouldn't have those 90 seconds because you probably would have distributed them out and just solved those questions in the first place. so I think really like just keep working, keep working on the one that you're on, turn to the next one. If you got five seconds, 10 seconds, 30, whatever, just start working on it, especially if it's a practice test, because if the timer goes off, you can keep working on it and figure it out. Just don't count it or whatever. I don't care.
0: Totally. Yeah. Any Anything else before we wrap things up? I think we did a good job spending 20 minutes or so uh, just repeatedly saying, just focus on one question at a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> T L D R take yeah. your time. <laughs> yeah. Take your time. Just focus on the one question in front of you.
1: <laughs> no, nah, it's been, it's been awesome. I, 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 I love all of this. I love the discussion and uh, so thankful to help people do their best on the LSAT. Like Nate and Ben have figured this stuff out and have helped us figure it out. If you take your time with it and actually understand it, that's how you get like how many people today's score release day. How many how many people have you seen that emailed being like, oh, I cracked the high 170s?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, I see the uh, tons. I mean, I I see the uh, the podcast email accounts and we're just getting flooded with all sorts of ecstatic emails.
1: Is that possible if you don't understand it? No, you just skimmed the service. No, of no. course not. Of course not. The key to this. All of this is understanding. Guess what? The key to is it. Spoiler alert for y'all's future. The key to understanding case law is also understanding it (laughs) Mm -hmm. to doing well in law school is understanding it to doing well in the bar exam is understanding it. You're you're signing up for a lifetime of being the one who understands it. And so I, I really hope that people start that practice now, start that process now, start that work ethic now. I'm going to be the one who understands it. Take all the time. That's how you get there.
0: Excellent. Thanks, Matt. And thank you, Matt, for writing into the show. Email daily at lsatdemon.com if you'd like to ask us a question or share some LSAT or law school admissions news. Thanks for listening.